You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome back to the show. It's a show within a show. I'm going to do the exact same intro, Josh, as we just did a minute ago. We had to re-record, but Josh is a CNN broadcaster, a Fox host, a news specialist, a correspondent within a correspondence. Isn't that right, Josh? Oh, 100%. Going places that no one else wants to go to. Maybe that's a load of misinformation. Hopefully that doesn't get us taken off YouTube. What's up, dude? I've been meaning to ask this for probably since you put it into my head about two weeks now, but what did you want to ask me? You said there was something you wanted to ask me. Do you, do you remember? I, I do, because I've been, I've been talking with my uh, co-workers. Um, it was, so start off, you know, what's your, what's your ethnicity? Like, what's your, like, racial background? I'm white, but also I have Ashkenazi Jew or Ashkenazi in my blood. So people okay. say, well, that means you're Jewish. And I'm like, well, that I'm like 23%, so that'd be my foot would be Jewish. <laughs> Your your right leg is everything else below the kneecap. <laughs> but uh, so that will kind of lead into the idea if, because especially here in America where people are like, their great grandparents came from you know elsewhere, right? They immigrated mm-hmm. over. Does being now does being what your race or your ethnicity does that define you as like a person? Is that like you take those characteristics like? People think they're Irish, so they like they try to take on this like Irish like persona that's like clearly, you know, doesn't really work over here in the United States. So it's kind of my my question: Does your racial background play a big role into your personal um, like personality type of thing? I don't think so. I think. It, it, see, I, I I can understand what you're talking about now because, like, especially with Irish people, for instance, there's we we probably both know a lot of people that um they'll go by like some type of Irish nickname or they'll make Irish or get a a, a tattoo of a, a a four leaf clover on their arm, even though they might only be two percent Irish. But I think if you have those types of like uh, backgrounds to you and you want to actually embrace them even more, then I'm that's a hundred percent fine with me. I don't think it defines who you are as a person, though. Like I I. I I know like through the show people i can get crap for not having more ethnicities on my show like people say it's more white people but like for instance you're you're filipino right yeah i'm half filipino uh, <laughs> half white like irish english but you're american that's the thing it's like i i don't think that defi- i think your place more likely probably defines who you are but depends like i know people that go well i wasn't born in america does that make me american i'm like yeah you're you live here right you pay bills here right you so you you love america right all right you're american i mean there's plenty of people that want to complain about the place that they live in as much as i give it crap at the same time, I also embrace that this is my home, and I think there's more key steps to changing it. I think who defines you – even I don't even like the question of like what defines you when I have a person on here, and it's always like their job because I think what defines you is the content of who you are as a person, what your thoughts and beliefs are, and what your reality is that you can – that's a deep thought right in the beginning of the show, man. I, was I don't know. I told you. I had been sitting. I've been wanting to ask it because it's – Good question. Thank you. I figured it would do well here. And it it is. Little man. You got your cat yeah. on your lap. 
Yeah, no, yours like ah. Uh, very on up. brand for you, at least. Oh, and right. I mean, it's it's literally the, the company. So it's part of it was named after him, weren't you, you little shit? Hmm. Um, yeah, but I think especially I've been getting a little bit more deep into thought, um, usually than the comedic side that I kind of always like to show, mostly because I don't know, with painting and then kind of trying to enjoy life a little bit, there's like a big asset to just getting off social media, which I've been doing, which is just mostly one post a day and just messaging. It's just a little bit more freeing because you can literally set your life up. And I would hate to be the type of person that sets their whole job and life. And even in content creation, much like promoting a product like you do on with making hot sauces. It's a lot about being in the eyes of the media, but also there's a way to do it. That's less, I guess, um, approaching which is just being in the eyes of the public when it comes to going out in person and being that guy that's always on the corner your reach is going to be drastically skewed to just people in your state or whoever you're able to meet on the side of the road or whoever wherever you set up shop at a market or something but on social media that's like the giant like spot for if you're content creating or if you're producing a product and sadly i'm not about it man i just if somebody stumbles across it and it whatever hopefully that gets them through whatever it needed to get them through yeah, it's, I always tell this when I'm talking to people who just start business. Um, I'm like, it, it sucks. And because one guy, he was like, oh, I don't do Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, like you might not do it, but your company needs it. It's not, it's like the amount of followers lets people know your worth in a sense. And I'm not like you, I'm not, like, I'm not big on it. And I've, my social media has been, um, sucking me in your cat is just beating the shit yeah, out of you he, with his tail he really is he's just having time of his life but yeah no, but social media it sucks me in like i'll be like just scrolling through the same stuff every day especially on my my work account so just kind of see like what's up you know what can i do better type, come on you little booger stop that uh i was just picture picturing him farting the whole time and you were oh, just like i mean you might as well have this little stanky ass <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's true. Like you do need, so I was out of focus. Uh, you do need social media now, especially if you're doing a content creation or you're making sauce or you're starting your business of candle making, you, you need that social media aspect to increase your reach. Like you said that you can't, like I could set up at a farmer's market in the corner, you know, and I only get the people around me. Like, that's great. Like local, fantastic. But with like social media, you can reach people all the way to like England, all the way to some parts of Asia, to even like a couple blocks down the street that people have never heard of you, even though you're local. Well, like just a minute ago when I was messing around with my iPhone, it had this update to it. And there's always like an update every couple of weeks. And then it's like accept terms and conditions. But it's like to continue using your iPhone you have to accept these. And I'm like, so it's not even really a choice anymore. And I mean, I think the social dilemma woke a lot of people up to a lot of stuff, but I'm just not about like, now there's like Spotify has like these methods and these, they give you this template that tells you, oh, if you say these certain things instead of these certain things, you'll actually get more listeners because more listeners appreciate if you're like this. And I'm like, well, what words do I have to choose to blend? Well, instead of saying me or I, you can say we, it makes it more inviting for a group. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, 
I don't know because it can outrage some people because like whatever we say, there's going to be one person out there that's going to be like, I don't like what they're saying. Let me disagree. And I think that's just with social media. I mean, social media, you see so many different things and so many different varying opinions. But I think that's the whole point of like life. Anything that you see is even a scientific research or whatever science is fact. It's also an opinion as well, too. I mean, it's definitely a highly reviewed opinion. But anything that we say is just they're just words. And somehow we've given words so much power to where they can literally tear down or build up somebody's life which is just like i saw bob saget uh being interviewed and he was talking about cancel culture like do you think it's okay to cancel you off of words you said back like when you were on uh whatever full house and he goes well i mean if somebody feels the need to do that then that's the need they need to do but i think as people the biggest kind of value that you should look at instead of followers is the amount of growth that someone like kind of overcomes and really kind of holds to their character I, I agree with that. Like that's a, you know, you, you can't control what someone else is going to do, what they're going to say, what they're thinking. And like you said, if, you know, when Bob Saget said that if they want to cancel him, like that's their, that's their goal. That's their mission. That's what they want to do. Like you can't stop that. And like you said, words have all this power that you can never take back a word either. You can apologize, but, you, but once you say it, it's there, like, especially with like, social media everything everything's on the internet like you'll find you know every little thing you've done it'll be there yeah it's definitely something i wouldn't have wanted to accept into my life if i knew it was going to happen like i don't think then like back in the day I've heard people say that the internet was a place where it was just nerds that had like computers and things <laughs> of that sort. Like they were nerdy. Then it seems like yeah. the alpha males never expected the kind of the twist around. Like remember Johnny Bravo, that cartoon, oh, that whole cartoon for any person that's really paying attention to it is it shows you if you're an asshole, alpha male jock style type, you're going to get slapped in the face and rejected. And you're, they're going to go at, go after the nice guy who was the nerd. Now it's like the nerds are the jocks. The nerds are the ones that are the ones that like call you pieces of shit and drain your bank account and make you work these crap. And I think it's revenge. It's revenge of the nerds. Part four. Cause I think, I think there's three movies. So part four, we can do this. Revenge of the nerds, the cyber wars. But what's a nerd though? Like, that's the thing is like when people say I feel feminine or I feel masculine, I'm like, we're only basing those off of emotions. It's like, I don't think all emotions link to a certain thing. Like I, if D and D for instance, let's bring it to that. Cause I know that's in your realm or that's in your universe. You freaking nerd. You're a nerd now. hundred percent. I embrace it. Love you said it. it. You're like, I have an inner nerd. I'm like a D and D's nerdy. I'm like, I know it gets stigmatized as that, but I'm pretty sure everybody who plays it really has a great freaking time with it. Cause it's about like bonding with your friends and stuff. Yeah. It just depends if you dress up in tinfoil or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get those people and sometimes those people are fun because they really bring, they focus on their character. So it's not just me like reading a pamphlet of, or like a script of what my person would say. They're like, they become that person. And just the, the immersion of it, it just becomes fantastic. Especially if you have like a really good dungeon master who can like just build the world for you. It's, it can be a nice escape from like reality while still being you, you know? But do you get super into it where you like dress up and do all that? Or you just sit around drinking no, with your friends? I don't I drink beer with my friends. Okay. No, I, I don't, uh, I don't have the time to dress up because it's usually right after a farmer's market or an event i'll come home i'll make dinner for the group and then we'll just roll right into playing so it's i mean it'd be cool don't have the time money or energy to invest in a full-blown costume but if you really examine it isn't life live action role play 
It is. How it's many just playing Sims? Well, how many times is someone pretending to enjoy the conversation that they're having and they're truly not? Not in this moment. I'm not talking about this moment in particular. Oh, but oh really? Oh, really, Robert? <laughs> if you're if you're at work and you feel like I don't feel so well today, I would like to go home, but you have to put on a brave face and just smile. That's everyone in the world today. A lot of people really are being somewhat like that's a big thing with like relationships, for instance. The first six months before you actually start opening up in most relationships, where like people will fart and they'll do all these types of things and that's kind of like the breaking the ice thing but it's all about like i don't want to ruin whatever this is on the basis of when i start to like put down that uh peripheral wall or that wall that we all kind of i mean it happens with our first conversation it was more of like a interview style thing and then next thing you know we kind of stepped into the blank a little bit and now we're at this free flow or we can just talk about your cat's butthole being in your face 24 and he's back on all your lap. day <laughs> mm. He's kneading my leg. Mm. He's got sharp claws. Fuck. But yeah. Stop that. Have you have you played Dungeons and Dragons? No, I'm sorry. I don't oh, have dude. the time. Oh, dude. If you have time, it is. Okay, I don't have the lot... friends. Is that okay? You can find them online, bro. That just sounds sad. It's like hey. um Hey, this whole episode's about like online stuff. So this is it's fitting right in. I was thinking about this because I was watching Zombieland 2 and they were talking about like the girl was like, they should make like an app where you can like pick, get rides from strangers and then like you could do a rating system on if they're going to kill you or not. I'm like, I, that's exactly I don't think we remember. But when Uber first came out, there was that big scare of people that were just being abducted and they would go missing. And it was like it reminds me of like what's going on with social media now, which is like everyone's trying to find that girl or I guess they oh, found Gabby. The, they found yeah, the they, killer, though. But I just look, look at it like when they did found every the girl. OK, yeah, they found her. Well, I was like, why is everyone a fucking jerk, like an investigator? Like everyone's like, I think she's in this location. I'm like, well, you don't have the ability or the degrees to be able to make that call. But I mean, that's a good part about social media, too, is that if someone goes missing, we all get an Amber alert on our phone. Yeah. But this one was like, it's an influencer. We have to find her. I was like, yeah. what, what type of live action role play? There, everyone's playing detective. Yeah, it, it got there is a really big uproar, especially in the like people of color community where it's just like, so this one like cute, like white girl goes missing and the whole United States goes into a frenzy. You have all these like murder podcasts or like following it up and like doing a live like broadcast of like, you know, everything that's happening. But then you have all these people that are like all like the brown, black, the Asians, they're all you know, they, they go missing, like Native Americans go missing and nothing. We hear nothing. We don't get this kind of coverage. And it's it's just if the tables were turned, we would get nothing. So it's, it's kind of our whole thinking about it. I mean, it's not, I'm not downplaying like her situation on what happened. Like it's horrible. Do you, but do you uh, think it's a race thing though? Is that why she got so popular? Or is it just the I fact think, that she was like a major influencer? I think both. Okay. I think it, it definitely both played. Because I've never heard of her prior. I haven't either. But if Jay-Z went missing, I'm pretty sure that would be oh, some headline God. news. If, if Jay-Z went missing, there'd be like a manhunt. Yeah. A nationwide manhunt of everyone coming together <laughs> to find him. But it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm not trying to downplay what happened. Tragedy. Uh, that guy, her boyfriend, uh, if he did it, he should get, you know, full extent of the punishment. Like, cause fuck that guy. Yeah. But if the, if the race tables were turned, 
uh, we feel like it would have been played out a lot differently. Hmm. It's hard because I was watching that news report uh, this morning um, at the gym and they had like a cop that found them before and I guess pulled them over, but they found them like on a certain part of like a mountain or something or a trail climbers video or something like that. It was a body yeah. cam footage. And it, you could see the guy was trying to get her away from the, the whoever it was that had the body cam. Like he was trying to like, so he looked like there was pre-intent, but I'm also not a detective and I'm not an investigator. I'm not even going to try and dissect that. But I think <laughs> this is when it gets in like to the weird social stuff too, is like social media is kind of like that too. Like, I mean, if you, how many people like our algorithms, for instance, are set up to do the best of what they possibly can to either either market a product towards us or just find things that we would find interesting. But then you can get into that weird groove where you slip into the weirdest part of your algorithm where like TikTok, for instance, I've seen TikTok videos that are the most mental health issues, like people naked, just swinging their like crotch back and forth with a train conductor hat on listening to she'll be coming around the mountain. Like that's a real, seen that one. that's a, I haven't that's, seen that one, bro. There's, there's videos like that out there and your algorithm will get you set up that way. Now, how many algorithms are set up where people who do true crime podcasts or people that study murders or watch murder documentaries or watch a bunch of murder things start seeing that algorithm where they start kind of getting the perspective and the decisiveness or whatever of doing those like nightcrawler start turning into that thing for themselves you know what i mean yeah. how many people are looking at businesses startups looking at promotional stuff looking at all these things to create their own brand and then now they start producing their own brand because now they've seen effective ways based on certain influencers that have shown them that they could do these types of things yeah it's copy culture you know one person does it and then they see that it works and then everyone wants to do it right they're like oh if he got rich like streaming video games i can get rich streaming video games or you know whatever your craft or content may be uh hence the yeah. tiktok <laughs> trend of people stealing bathroom supplies and people going into schools the one person stole a toilet and i watched an interview with the kid oh so there's a tiktok trend where people steal stuff from that. there there's like some type of new there's a name for it but there's a tiktok trend where people are stealing like items from schools and then they're seeing how much they can steal a person ripped the fucking toilet out of a wall and the kid's interviewing he's like well it started off like a tiktok trend that was fun but then it happened at my own school and now all the bathrooms are shut down so we have to walk all the way across campus to be able to use the bathroom Bathroom. And I'm like, what the fuck is like stealing a pencil on accident in school was a bad thing for me as a kid. Like you'd have to be like, I'm so sorry. I, I borrowed your pencil. I never gave it back. Well, make sure you give it back next time. Now it's like kids are like stealing the urinals and the towel dryers, the hand dryers. And I'm like, how the fuck do you even get that off the wall? Like that takes a Jimmy, like one of those lock things that you bust into people's cars and try and rip that bitch out of the wall. Yeah. But you gotta be touching it too. Like why you want to touch a high school urinal? Like, I don't even want to touch my own bathroom. So, I mean, you have to be honest, fun, though. It's messed up. If you had a urinal in your house, it would be oh, 100%. It'd be better. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. I'll just pee in the shower when I'm about to take a shower, dude. I'll just walk You out. would drink water just to be able to use it even more. Yeah. I will. I'll be, I'll hydrate. I will chug this gallon of water every day. If I could just use a urinal, you know how easier my life would be. I, I would like to do a social experiment though, where imagine if you just left your phone, like if you stopped using it for like a week or a month, maybe a week every month. And then I want to see how many people would not actually enjoy using it anymore. Like for instance, like if I use my phone for just posting and I just like kind of limit the social medias a little bit besides posting stuff, 
I find that if I don't give myself more than three days of like just being less and less on social media, my followers will go down short. But when it comes to like the followers that are on an Instagram or social media compared to the ones that listen to the show are different. Like the ones that listen to the show stay consistent. And then the ones that are on the social media always go up or down. And I'm wondering now if you are able to give it past that three-day mark, if you just give it maybe four days or five days, you'd start to feel like how I feel where like going back to it is not as enticing as it was before. Like I'm starting to see that the love for it is becoming less and less, but I'm finding I'm bored a lot more. Like I'm just kind of walk, like sitting around doing nothing, but hey, I got some sun, fell asleep out in the sun and somehow nice. my, my tan line is intense, but hey, I mean- <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. It made me contemplate a couple of things. Like, is uh, are we are we in a simulation? I don't know. I'm on that really big right now. Yeah. Now that the Matrix is coming back, you're like, I've never even seen really the first one. think about. It. You haven't seen the first one. We're John Wick. I mean, John Wick's it's just a good, because it's a good shooter up movie. As soon like, as someone told me they killed his dog, I was like, I'm out. Oh yeah, but he, he just goes. He gets another dog, and protects that with all of his life. Didn't even happen. Just replaced. Well, it, it it fell into the story. I mean, it was good. Like the the whole cinematic and shooting, and just a good movie in general. I enjoyed it. Next up on Josh's movie reviews. <laughs> oh, give it a five point seven out of seven. But I I do think there's probably like i know instagram went down and then i think twitter's having some issues i don't even go to twitter anymore it's yeah i didn't understand when people said it's like completely one-sided and now i'm starting to see it because everything's like, like like howard stern called out joe rogan recently and actually i think that was yesterday and he was he called him out saying like you don't have the whatever the right you know what and then he started calling out unvaccinated people he's like good if they die they die they don't need to be in hospitals and i'm like okay well what the fuck are we talking about now yeah, it's I I avoid Twitter. Uh, I was never into it to begin with, but it's it can. I mean, there's it literally has Twitter wars for a reason. So just staying away from that whole social media. Like, I have an account, and I rarely post on it because I don't need to, you know. Well, do you think there's going to be two timelines, right? There's going to be a, a timeline that where they're all the kids and all the generations coming up are just going to be sucked into it and probably never, ever going to leave it ever. And then there might be a timeline where you'll see some parents around my age or maybe a little bit older, like in their mid twenties or so that just don't want their kids to have that involved into their life, like video games. Like I know a couple people that limit their kids TV time to like an hour and a half a day. And I mean, my nephew, for instance, is one of those kids. He's fucking smart as shit, man. I see him, he lined up every single one of his Hot Wheels cars that were all like reds, blues, greens, orange, whatever. And he lined them up like a color wheel, all in a circle. And he's only, I think he's three. So I'm like, I, that, I don't even, that's, a, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm not a parent, but I just started lactating. Like that was intense. <laughs> like I was like, that's I'm, a fucking smart kid. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I know, I totally agree with you that there's going to be two different, um, parenting styles i guess you could say growing up because back when i was a kid um a lot more free reign if you will just like i can go play outside i can watch tv you know it was i was just the kind of we didn't have social media when i was a kid back in my day we only had to stay out until the street lights came on uh but nowadays now that social media is 
literally everywhere. Like you can't go anywhere uh, without seeing it or people asking, what's your Instagram or what's your Facebook, blah, blah, blah. What's your TikTok? Uh, that there, I agree that there's going to be one track of kids out there. That's going to be their life. Well, you know, we're going to so. end up hitting a point where instead of getting a dog or a pet to test the relationship to see if you're able to have a kid, which people do that. Yeah, we did. You'll, you'll eventually <laughs> get an AI robot instead of a pet to see if you're able to have a kid. But this thing is going to learn off algorithms. So whatever you do, it does, or it reacts to, or it starts to learn and understand. So eventually we're going to have a bunch of fucking right-wing, left-wing fucking robots running around. And people are going to be like, fucking robots are going to be flicking off people in the street, jaywalking like crazy. I'm like, oh my God, we have a, you definitely can't handle kids at that point. That's how, that's how Terminator starts, dude. Like that's, this is it. We could stop it right now. We have robots doing backflips and doing parkour already. That's more physical activity than I have done in the past three years. We're so, in a better time than the Terminator, though. This is a weirder oh, oh, yeah. time, bro. They yeah. found the fucking 1.5 million tablet of Gilgamesh in a fucking Hobby Lobby. A Hobby Lobby. <laughs> like a place you just get random odds and ends. There was a 1.5 million dollar or billion dollar tablet of Gilgamesh. The lost Wait, tablet of Gilgamesh? Yes, I'm 100% serious. It found in a Hobby Lobby in the back room. How? I think... Now the story of it, I'm I'll I'll read I'll I'll look for it. But I'm my speculation is that there was a person that was just like I work at a Hobby Lobby. I'm gonna try and find rare like they found the lost uh alleged lost work of Leonardo da Vinci, like a rough draft painting he did, like a very like a sketch, and they had paint over it over and over and over again. All these painters were painting over it, and it kept being added to and added to. Where this person spent 20 years of his life and found out it's a lost work of Leonardo da Vinci. I'm like fuck, man. First of all. 20 years in, they find that it's the lost work of Leonardo da Vinci, all in a hunch. So that means if it didn't, you just wasted 20 years of your life into a fucking painting. But um, yeah, they found out it was a lost. I'll look up that one right after I look up the tablet of Gilgamesh. But it was found at a Hobby Lobby. And I'm like, that was a person that worked at a Hobby Lobby who had an end to find odds and ends. And then just bam. So yeah, Hobby Lobby's 1.6 million. My bad. Gilgamesh tablet has been forfeited to the U.S., so a 3,500-year-old clay tablet purchased by the Hobby Lobby Arts and Craft chain for $1.6 million has been fortified to the United States. The tablet was illegally transported to the U.S. in 2003 and 2014. And a compliant, or complaint filed in May 2020, prosecutors said the 5-by-6-inch tablet is considered the property of the Iraqi government and should be returned. But how did, how did they get it? Yeah, like is Hobby Lobby now like smuggling things inside their like airplane crafts kit? Is that... Is that that's what they're they're like Indiana Jones of like oh it was, it was all it was found in a black market sale of cultural property and smuggling of looted artifacts. So Hobby Lobby is the black market of uh, antiques and stolen goods. So if you want to sell something stolen, go to Hobby Lobby. Don't endorse that. They're not sponsoring. Don't <laughs> Hobby Lobby, don't come after us. We're we're good. There was also that um who was the freaking mayor that was what was it? Uh there was a freaking mayor that was um like or so like in politicians, for instance, like a mayor that was gifted like a five point six or no, a sixty-five million dollar mansion or something like that. And they what? looted they looted through his basement and everything and they found Pinocchio's head. 
<laughs> like the the skeletons of Pinocchio, the original Pinocchio film. Oh, they really? found the head of Pin- and I'm like, it's just and you look at the mansion. It doesn't look like it would be worth that much money. But inside of it, there was just, I mean, $600 million paintings. There was just a sh- – and I don't oh. understand how a painting can go for that much, and that's why I've been trying to paint recently it's, is because I'm the, like, mm. The painting world is so ridiculous on what makes something expensive. It's just like the collective kind of comes together, and they're like, like so there's a council that determines the prices of paintings, and they're like, yeah, this one's going to sell real high, and then they mark it up. And then everyone's like, oh, we got to have it. It's so, so expensive. It's just like, oh, but why? Like, how is it like this? I mean, what would you do if you had that much money? Like, if you were insanely wealthy, would you buy dumb shit like Pinocchio's head and have it in your fucking basement? I don't, I've always got, I think everyone's in the, win the lottery, what would you do with it? Um, I wouldn't tell anyone that I, I won it. I would just, you know, fix up my house, maybe buy some land and just kind of hang out there. But I wouldn't tell anyone I won the lottery because you're going to get family out of the woodwork. But I think, I mean, I would buy some cool stuff. Like, I think I'd be cool to buy like a knight's armor and like a, like a samurai armor and have it displayed in your house. Like, I think that'd be cool as fuck. But as far as like Pinocchio or anything like that, it's just kind of like, can't take it with you when you die. I really want, I'm trying to find that freaking mayor. But who gives a mayor a $65 million house or mansion? Like, like can someone gift me a mansion? Like, I, I'll take care of it real good. Like, Oh, Gavin Newsom's $3.7 million mansion gifted under questionable circumstances. So it, it sounds like he just stole it is what you're saying but they were doing like a tour of his freaking no what happens is is they gift you a mansion it's like you can gift somebody anything like somebody can gift you a car and it's like free basically they just choose the price for it but it's like a bribe in a way but they just use it under the terms of gifting but when they gifted uh gavin i'm gonna look up gavin newsome mansion give me some background noise Yeah, they gave him a, a 3.7 or 3.5 million. But now he's pricing it at 5.895 million. But then inside of his mansion, they found all these rare ass antiquity paintings and stuff that's worth over 200 or something million dollars. And they also found the head of a freaking Pinocchio skeleton in there. So I'm like looking at it like, man, I don't know. I, I guess when you have so much money, you just don't know what to do with it. You start like Bill Gates, for instance, he leases a, a yacht to one of the royal family members of Dubai for 5 million a week. Just to lease a fucking boat. Five, like, that's money that you don't even care. Like, people would buy it. Like, that's just an unreasonable or unsmart balance purchase. I mean, if you're royalty from Dubai, you got you have money to flow around. Like, they don't care. They literally, like, they'll buy cars, like, expensive, like, Lamborghinis and Bugattis and whatnot. And then they'll just leave them. I'm like, all right, I'm going home. I'm just going to leave this car here. And you're like, like, what? Well, you want to talk about, do you think that like your, your, your origin or your ethnicity defines who you are? Those people that are born in the royal family, 
that is who they are. Oh yeah. That is, oh, who yeah. They, it doesn't define their character. It doesn't define who they are as a person, but to them, it does to them. That is, that is all they are. Like, who are you? I'm part of the Royal family. You're not even a person at that point anymore. You just, it's kind of like when you meet somebody, instead of saying their name, they say their religion or they say their politicianal party. And you're like, but that doesn't define who you are or yeah. no, but it's all consuming of my life. I don't matter anymore. And I'm like, Oh my God. Which like, and I mentioned like the whole political thing. I think that is a very common uh, aspect where people just lump you together. Like, oh, you're a Republican. Oh, you must be this horrible racist person or you're a Democrat. You must like hate the military and you just want to give everyone free education and you know, down with debts and all that good stuff. Or, and it shouldn't be, you know? Like, yeah, you're, ro you're a royal family. Like, okay, but who are you? Like, I'm not trying to figure out what your, your lineage is. I don't really care for that. I think the downfall came when COVID happened and they let sports go away. And then after the sports go away, the whole battling over sports teams, even oh. though sports is back now, there was that lull of time where there were no sports. And then now it's a, everyone had to pick a new hobby to get invested in, which was now they're all invested into the fact of pol uh, politics oh, in yeah. general. Yeah, you, you get one of you get rid of one distraction. You need another one to fill your time. And sports was a big distraction. And once that went away, mm, nope, gone. But it's back now. You know things are kind of going late. back too to late. normal. It's too, it's too late. We're done. This is the end of the world. Let's just burn it all. If you could pick an apocalypse, which one would it be? Terminators, or would you pick aliens? That's a possibility. I think aliens would be better because I feel like Terminators would be like scarier because like we created it and now it's just like, oh, we kind of screwed ourselves up in this one and now we're all going to die because I'm assuming they made it to withstand bullets and all this other stuff. And you're like, well, how do we beat something that we create to be like, like immune to everything? But aliens, that would just be fun. I think everyone would get together on the aliens one and be like, all right, this is our home. Well, if I could give you, if I could roll a 20 sided die right now and be able to give you basically one thing that you could possibly want or one thing you could possibly know, what would it be? Oh, man. Anything I wanted to know. You got to have I mean, a certain I topic up in your head that we haven't talked about yet. That we haven't, I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff. I know. Like I'm trying to find it. There's, there's one thing in there. There's one, one thing in there that I know you're like super interested in. I never even expected you to be a D&D &D fan. So I'm oh, like, dude. look. A anything nerdy. Like, I'm a big fan. Comics, movies, video games, D&D, &D, role playing. Like, I'm all like, I was a skinny little nerdy kid growing up. So that just kind of filled, filled right in. It was great. But now it's super mainstream. So that makes me even happier. So, but do you like that though, or did you like it when you could have it close to yourself? Um, you know, starting, I I liked it close to myself because like this is my thing. Yeah. You know, no one else. Um, but growing up, now, because uh, you know, as a kid, get bullied for being like a nerd or a geek and all that stuff. But now, kids aren't being bullied for that reason. Like they're actually like more like talking about like, hey, I saw this Marvel movie, was awesome. What'd you think about it? or playing this video game and has a lot more, it's more open and I like it as it is now. Cause there are some people that are like, well, when I was a kid, you know, bullied and it ruined my life. Then it's just like, 
Like, then why are you trying to ruin it for others? Like, learn from it. You know, you you had a bad experience. Do you want other people to have that same bad experience, or do you want them to enjoy what you enjoy? Which could lead to young kids creating the newest video game or the next big nerdy thing. It's you understand nobody's ever going to be happy though. That's oh yeah. like no. <laughs> about to say because like before it was like I wish more people understood the fun that I got out of it, so I would have more people to hang out with in this scenario. Then next, you know, it became mainstream. Now everyone's like, I wish it went back to the way it was before, like because you get used to what you're used to, and then eventually, like right now, what the whole Disney market, everything kind of is when it comes to Star Wars, or it's so diluted where I'm like, eventually people are going to just be done with it. Like mm-hmm. I just watched The Joker recently, so I haven't seen it. It's I fucking recommend it and I don't recommend a lot of films, but this one like and I looked up the reviews for this. Everyone's like it's a right wing political uh, movie. All they did was show that people with mental health need to be locked up. And I'm like, no, this showed that a person from like getting like everything. It's kind of like um, Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Like when you're watching it, you see that. Oh, my God, these guys are just like they're just having bad things happen. It's not really either of their faults. They're just kind of like, you, you see the different perspectives. That's what this kind of did. And it gave this whole backstory to the Joker. I'm like, damn it. He's not a psychopath. He's just a person that has been literally put in a place of breaking. Yeah. I heard that the one with Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things. I just, I meaning to watch it. And then it doesn't end up in theaters and then Netflix doesn't pick it up yet. And I'm like, come on. I'll watch it. I'll watch it one day. One day. What's that? It's on my on my list. You have to pirate it. And I'm not talking about like it's pirates been... with scurvy. I'm talking about oh, I know. A, you have to find a backside. Sir, sir, I was an, an original pirate back in the day. It's been a hot minute. Uh, but I've been thinking about getting back into it because all these subscription things are getting expensive. $15 well, they, here, $20 they're, here. They're upping the price of everything. My average grocery shopping list a week was always like 40 or $35. And now it's like 50 or 60. And I've watched all the prices of everything that I used to get. It's always like a can of tuna, whatever. It's all gone up by like 45 cents. And that stuff adds up. It's kind of like when you get a raise of 25 cents, your paycheck looks a lot nicer the next one it comes out, even though you work the same amount of hours. Yeah. So I wish my weekly uh, grocery was 50 bucks. I'm probably around a hundred to $200 weekly. Cause you're, spending money on making sauces all the time well no that this is groceries this is just for my myself grace and our pets to eat what the hell are you eating dude, that costs I'm, that much a week i don't know dude i honestly don't know like i'm just sitting there i'm like what the fuck did i just buy cans like, of tuna buy- are a dollar and ramen noodles are like a 25 oh, cents a pack i know i i do love me ramen noodles but that's why i doctor- said that because i knew you would be like oh, i'm all about I'm, ramen noodles I'm all, all about ramen noodles so the doctor's like, stay away from the sodium. I'm like, like, like ramen noodles is like 90% sodium. <laughs> the reason I said the noodles thing was because you have a man bun. And usually most people oh. with man buns have like noodles. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like a good like cup of noodles or like a top ramen? Plus, like, if I'm not mistaken, I saw you do a spicy challenge with ramen noodles. I did. And it was actually really good. Yeah. Really messed me up, though. The... Yeah. You didn't look too good oh, afterwards. Oh, no. I think... No one looks good after doing some kind of spicy challenge thing. Though it was funny because there was a hot sauce festival over the weekend, and the vendor next to me brought the new one chip challenge, the version 3.0, which they sell in gas stations, which is insane. It's it, I would never recommend it. I did last year's and it killed me. 
Uh, but we give it to a guy. He ate it. He's like, oh, this isn't bad. Then like 10 minutes later, he's walking to the beer garden and like we see him chugging a gallon of milk and just just struggling. And he was like the small, big, tough, like police guy. Uh, and But he just, after 10 minutes, he was just dead. We saw him like almost throwing up. Face was just red. See, it, was, that's, it was fun. When you make something that easily accessible, it then becomes like, maybe I can be the person that can beat this. Maybe every, Maybe I'm better than everybody else. It's kind of like with the COVID thing. A lot of people that haven't gotten it yet are like, then I must be immune to it or I must be good. I must not be able to get it. I'm like, fuck, this is what this is where it starts. It starts with a Pocky chip and it leads into yep. a viral disease. <laughs> this is Pocky started it. They're the real, they're the ones that really been spreading it through the one chip challenge. Like, oh, yeah, it'll be patient zero. It's like I, I've been thinking completely different ever since someone told me that one in like four or five people have herpes. And I'm like, all right, oh my God, like, I don't even want to like, I don't want to drink after anybody. I don't well, want to I mean, fucking. You shouldn't be drinking after other people. If I you have a gross. friend that's like, try this real quick. Can you take a oh, sip of it? You flip the cup. You see, I'm like, where'd you drink? You what happens if it's a can? Then you're going to get all in your nose. Yeah, it's true. Just air. You're telling air me that when it. you go swimming in a public pool, that none of those little particles from someone else's body oh, it's, lands it's inside. Getting, you? It's getting all up in this bit. Like I just, because yeah. If I'm peeing in the pool, everyone's peeing in the pool. So it's, yeah, that's why I don't swim in the pools anymore. <laughs> I'll never forget when I was going, it was like a summer camp thing when I was a kid. We were going to the pool and I was, I was like, I'm going to use the bathroom before we go in the pool. He goes, just wait till you get in the pool like me. I'm like, I don't want to go in the water anymore. <laughs> it's, I remember there was a fear that like, if you pee in the pool, it'll turn bright blue and everyone will see that you peed. Like, I remember that was a big. Lies. Lies. Yes, all lies. All lies never happen. As a kid, you're like, oh, I don't want to be caught being that person that pees. And then you start doing it like little by little. And you're like, okay, all right. I don't see any blue things happening. Yeah, it's pools are gross. No matter how much chlorine you're putting in that bad boy, uh, pools are gross. But is it like just a mind game though? Like for instance, like tricks, they say that you can't see the shapes anymore because now you're an adult and only kids can see the shapes or kids can only see why they love oh. tricks so much. Because tricks used to be like fruit shaped. You'd be yeah. like a banana. They'd but maybe it's because we're shaped. adults now. I mean, I haven't eaten tricks. Neither have I, but I'm just saying that maybe that's it what the pool be. thing, for instance. How many times when you were a kid, the best thing in the world was going to the beach, going to a pool, or going to a fucking water park. And then now it's like, I don't really feel the need to do that. It's true. I haven't been to a water park. We went to, I went to like a trampoline place with one of our friends. And it was nothing but kids. So we were the only growing adults there jumping around. You were around. a god. <laughs> you get to beat yeah, the shit I, out of them all. Oh, dude. My eye was so sore. After like three jumps, I'm like, oh, man, these old joints of mine. But yeah, it's the same, same thing. It's, I mean, it was fun, but it's like maybe a little old for this now. Like kind of set in. So I don't do water parks. Unless it's like a theme park with rides that are in the water. That's different. Like I will do those like the like Splash Mountain or wherever Log Ride is. Those are fun. Splash Mountain's probably the worst one. Oh yeah, but everyone knows Splash Mountain though, right? But you like hit you... your head right on the front of the log or on the back <laughs> of somebody's skull and both of you guys are dead. <laughs> I'm surprised more people haven't suffered like severe brain trauma from that. Oh yeah, whiplash for days, dude. They're, some of those things are just fucking they crank it and you're just it's fun though. It's exhilarating. It's put you on the edge of death. 
I can't complain about amusement rides because I've been the type of person that when they're standing in line, like you get gum stuck on your shoe or something because some person was too lazy to go throw it in the trash. Then you're just waiting in line. Then you get this giant cart that pops up and then you the bars lift up and everything. And you get to see it's all rickety bars. There's holes in the seats. It's trash to hell, like someone shitting it. And you're just like, fuck it. And you just sit down anyway because you've been waiting so long. And it's like, that's, I think that's why people love Disney World so much is that they can't complain because everything is clean to hell, which scares the hell out of me because I've seen Dexter. And I know that's like a sign of a psychopath is when everything is uniquely clean. Well, I mean, when you, when the mouse owns you, dude, like you better be in like, pretty much as an army, you got to be like in top shape. Everything's got to be like clean. If you don't, you get dragged into the underworld that is Disney World and then you get tortured. That's what happens there. Do you think that Disney's evil? Uh, Cause I don't my, know about like evil. my buddy gave me the conspiracy for Disney world. And then I just saw like after a month after his episode got published that Disney world, there's now a giant conspiracy that's known to a lot of people now that Disney world's evil. Like when you type in 1984, most older generations think George Orwell yeah. or the worlds. Well, yeah. when you type in 1984, now, you know what you get. What's up? Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, the myth behind uh, Walt Disney, his head was frozen. Yep. Look up Frozen Disney now. You get the movie Frozen. I guess you have to be very specific in your... Uh, Even when you type in, in Walt Disney head frozen, there's the front cover of Olaf lifting his head up. And it's, <laughs> so like people are now like it's and that's my buddy Brandon the skeptic told me that one on on an episode I think it was eight eight five that ended up being the only episode of mine that ever got flagged and taken down and then put back up, but I'm like is it that or is it just a really really good marketing thing? If you would have typed in Endgame, you would have got Alex Jones documentary that he made called Endgame. Now you get Avengers. So I'm. Very curious if they're just looking at giant things like I would not I would not put it above them to make a 9-11 style Disney movie and then just call it 9-11. So whenever someone types in that, they get that as a top search result. It's so back to your question. It's it's kind of like both. Like the marketing is fantastic, considering Disney's been having this following since what, 1950s, 1940s, that era, that time. And so to be around for 80 to 100 years, you're going to get that crowd. And so every time you release something new like Endgame, you're having millions upon millions of people you know, Googling it. So that increases well, its... Type in Corona. Guess what you get? No. You get the fucking tangled... Uh, the land that they're from is called Corona. It's called the land of Corona in Disney. I mean, do, do this. Really? Oh, I haven't seen... Actually, I haven't seen Tangled. I found that out through playing Kingdom Hearts. I was like, whoa, this fucking, this is sketchy. Just type in Disney Corona. You'll get the Tangled movie. I guarantee you the top result is going to be the beer, though. Because that's just been a lot. That's their one thing. It's like they marketed extremely towards that. Disney's just in everybody's pockets and avenues. Oh, yeah. if, If I typed in Disney Corona... It's talking about how Disney's responding to the coronavirus. Okay. Guess they so, couldn't beat that then. Yeah, that's kind of... But kinda Tangled wasn't like a top-notch movie, to be 100% there. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. It wasn't like super good. It was good, but just wasn't like 
Aladdin or, you know, Mulan or some of those other, or even Shrek. Watching Shrek's Pixar? No, Shrek's Disney. Yeah. Is Shrek? I don't, I don't know. What are you saying? What are you saying? You're like, is Is he? I'm like, what? Should be, I thought it was Pixar. But isn't Pixar Disney? Yeah, I think Disney owns Pixar. Disney owns everything. Check the bottom of your ass. It's going to say Disney on it. 100%. 100%. Like, that's what, like, Disney, it's when you ask if Disney's evil, it's just like, yes and no. Disney's evil because it's a huge corporation and it fucking owns everything, right? Like, every movie, every, like, movie studio, every, like, kidnapping people who break character oh yeah they drag you off yeah they're it's a it's a cult it's a culty corporation that that's just it's it's crazy and we all just indulge into it because they keep making awesome movies and it sucks but i'm still gonna continue watching them i don't know i guess i haven't really seen a good disney movie in a long time i mean i mean marvel's all disney now I'm not a. I, I'll watch them, I guess, but I'm not like not a go, I need to go to the theaters and I need to get me oh. an Avengers shirt. I'm not that type of guy. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Like I'll never go to movies opening day. I'll tip. I might go see Dune on opening day because that's a real exciting Dune? that movie. Yeah, the the uh, inspiration behind Star Wars. Wow. So they they remade it. It was a it was like a eleven book part book series. And they made a movie back in like the 70s or 60s. And then they're remaking it. It has a really good cast and looks really good. So I would like to see a new creative original film if they're going to make one. I would like to see more documentaries, to be 100% honest with you. I was listening to the yeah. guy who made the Skinwalker Ranch documentary. I was oh, on, that's a good one. I was on Twitter, and he was the director of it, the guy. He joined a Twitter space that I was in, and I got to hear him just talk in the group. And because I'm involved in these UFO like kind of Twitter things, and I actually have an episode where a person was an experiencer who was oh. taken by an aliens when he was a kid, and he explains the story of it. You'll have to send you that one. Um, but I was in the dude's space, and every time the dude kept saying, and here's the one thing I don't like about UFO Twitter. I I, I like the, the the people that are in it. A lot of them are very very positive people, and I'm very open minded. But it's just the fact of when you start saying a certain account or report, and then you start saying, "But I can't say the name," and then I also can't go into details. As soon as someone says I can't go into details, I'm like, "Then what the fuck are we doing?" And that's exactly what this director of Skinwalker Ranch said when he was in the space. He goes, "Yeah, but where's the info? Can you send it to me? Yeah, I can get you those details." I just can't go into full context of it. And then there's, and it's very iffy and very like, it seems like skeptical. And I'm like, and then he goes, you know what? This is the, and he slammed it. He goes, this is the issue I have with you people. And then everyone's like, what? And he goes, when you guys come out about UFO stuff and you guys talk about all these accounts and all these people that like they found UFO craft material, then when they go and investigate it and they go there to report on it or make a news piece of it, you guys say, never mind, cancel it or just send them off for what? Well, maybe it's for their own protection. Well, there's got to be like for Edward Snowden, for instance. He had the WikiLeaks thing, all the stuff about the government that leaked it all out there for the world to know that this was all going on because he didn't care about his reputation. The guy who did the Skinwalker Ranch documentary, I heard him say, he goes, there has to be someone out there 
who's willing to lose everything to get this information out there. There are people out there that don't care if they get shot in the head. I've called out Scientology so many times I wouldn't be surprised if they started shooting me in the head. Oh, I have no Scientology is a fad. It is the stupidest thing. The crazy thing is how they can still keep getting new members every day. Yeah, it's all like rich celebrity people. It's it's literally like the well, biggest that's the pyramid scheme. That's the point is like, that means Josh, I mean, you joined Scientology. We would probably get to meet Tom Cruise, which in our everyday life, cool. we would probably never meet Tom Cruise. So that's the whole point of joining Scientology is you're going to be hanging out with people that you would never probably hang out with in a million years. That's true. So if you're a big fan, that might be worth it. But, you know, I could take it or leave his movies. Yeah, same. Like, I'm not like super like. But if you can meet uh, Keanu. Oh, different. If I could meet fucking Keanu, like I would in a heartbeat. That's like meet up with Tom Cruise. It's just, all those movies are just him running. Just running away from sandstorms, running away from aliens, just running. Tom Cruise running. Well, that was my theory was that the people that were in Scientology, they probably had an in with some movie making things so they could end up doing like giant films as long as they were doing it in the name of Scientology like a lot of these famous actors I feel like some of them just got really popular because they were only in Scientology and I'm like it's the same thing with Steven Seagal the mafia or was it the mafia or the triads he was trying to get in with the gangs and they actually helped him get into a lot of his movies there's a podcast out there with a ex-gang member or ex-like mafia like Italian mob style type his name is Sammy the Bull so Sammy the Bull is like one of those old school, like I think he got off on a bunch of different killings that he was accused of, which he did do, and he's talked about it. But then he got busted for selling ecstasy. Like he's that type that's always like, I don't care if I go to jail, but he talks about it. Like it's just a bunch of like mafia people in a podcast wearing sunglasses and talking. That's not how we die, Tony. It's like, okay. And then like, but these people, they talk about the whole Steven Seagal thing. Like they try to get him into these giant films and become this next big name and stuff like that he, and then eventually he just kind of faded into like this monk lifestyle and then has become weird. the memed carrot version of steven seagal we all see now yeah he's he literally let himself go and it's it's oh have you seen any of his new stuff that he's been trying to do no they shoot him from like the the neck up because the rest yeah, of his body is like yeah it, it it's i've seen a couple i'm like this is rough this is rough to watch, man. You've you're not the '80s kung fu actor that you once were. He's rocking that goatee that just does not fit him at all. Well, it's like like Chris Farley, for instance. His lifestyle was like I know Rob Lowe talked about a story. He went out to dinner with them, and the dude ordered like a a big giant steak, like a I think way bigger than a 32 ounce, like close to one of the largest ones you could get that would fit for a whole table, not for one person. And he put a giant, like half a stick of butter on top of it. And he's like, look, it's a hat as like a joke, but that's how he lived every night. And then doing drugs on top of that as well, too. Yeah, I no mean, wonder why he eventually, I think when you just get enough money and you just open up this luxury of having nice food every single time, it's like, you're not going to go back to a can of tuna a day. The weird, weird part is the people that can still restrict themselves, even though the amount of money that they have, like Paul Rudd, for instance, he's always like a gem that society talks. Oh, about. He is a. Mm. Well, he grabbed um, Captain America's shield from the movies and he got that. every single actor to sign it. And then he sold it for a charity. He gave mm -hmm. it to a charity to raise money, like 50 something thousand dollars, which I was like, yeah. 
damn, that's all that's a small amount of money for Captain America's shield. But still, like the the thought behind it is it's super nice, super spot on. I think there's definitely gems like that in society. I think it's just about finding like I don't talk trash on Kim Kardashian anymore after I found out she helps get convicted death row people off death row that were falsely accused. Oh, because she opened up her own practice, didn't she? Yeah. Or yeah, went to school. Yeah, I mean, people, I think everyone's redeemable. Unless, like, you murdered a family, then you can go get fucked. But if you're falsely accused, though. Different. Different. Falsely accused, hire Kim Kardashian to get you out. Like, if me and you were pinned for murder, we would have to have people help us. But imagine if we're immigrants and nobody helped us. Oh, yeah. We would be dead. Oh, yeah, 100%. You kidding me? The, The resources that you'd be missing out on is it's huge because you're you know you might not be a citizen you know you you just don't know or you don't know a lot of people are citizens just don't know where to look either resources are there just where the fuck do i get them i think if i had a lot of money i'd be doing things to help like establish people that were leaving cults and stuff like that who kind of need a like i would uh, see i would deal with a whole bunch of different i don't know what i would do to be 100 percent honest i definitely would have fun with it at first to be 100 percent honest I'd have a little fun with my money, but I would also create networks and trying to create like a own privately owned like company that would just help creators and help people trying to produce it at least like not like a loan bank, but just help content creators for sure. And then I would move on to probably establishing something that investigates if it got big enough, investigates like inside workings of like everything that happens in society today. Like, why do we have certain like things that, oh, that they don't know what happened. It's like, what do you mean they don't know what happened to 11 something point three trillion dollars? The person lost the receipts to it. It's like, yeah, I would want to investigate of... that stuff. You needs to be investigated. Yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of, but yeah, I get it. I don't know how people get away with that. It's just like, well, we have five billion dollars gone missing. Oh, well, like, what? No, that's not how this world works. Well, five, it's kind of... It's kind I'm of like the, like the me the Me Too movement, for instance. There was the lady that accused Biden Tara Reid of like all these sexual things. She was saying a Me Too thing. You know who supported oh, yeah. her claims? Who? Kamala Harris. Oh. oh. Guess who put down her sided uh, view of that Biden was a Me Too person to go be his vice president? You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. It's like you can't beat the crime, so you might as well buy it. You know what I mean? Everyone's got their their buying limit where it's like. What can we do so you can get on to our side? I guess in that case, it's vice presidency, which is a pretty big second powerful person in America. Give me a million dollars. I'll kill whoever you want me to Yeah, a million? Let's do it. End of life. I'll punch a baby. Would you really kill somebody for like, how much money would it cost for you to kill somebody? That's to be like a life-changing amount of money. If I'm literally taking a life, I need a life-changing amount of money. So like 50 to a hundred million, I could probably kill a person. Even me? Uh, it will be closer to a hundred for you. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to shoot lower. So I'm happy you went higher. Yeah, 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 you know. $10. I get, I get the friend discount. A nice lukewarm sub. <laughs> just, just give me like a partially eaten Subway. You know, just doesn't even have to be in the wrapper. It's a dirty, dirty world. Hey, 50 million or 100 million is enough to pay people off. They're like, hey, don't fucking tell me when I did this. Well, it's, I was fine. In a, 
It's five thousand dollars to kill somebody. What? On like Craigslist, there's hired oh, hitmen and all that. Craigslist. Fifteen thousand, five thousand. I mean, I don't even have that money to begin with. So <laughs> we're gonna have to kill someone on a budget. I love how you said Craigslist. Like you just started laughing because you could find anything on Craigslist. Yes, you could literally find anything on Craigslist. It's just, that's just like, all right, cool. If you want to find a plumber, we can go find a plumber. Wet you can work. find it all, huh? Get, 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 some, get some pipe that needs to be laid down. You got some drywall that needs fixing. Something needs to be hanged up. I actually miss those times with like a classic porno where it's like the TV, uh, you called about it getting repaired. Oh, I guess it is broken. It's like, did you not know that you're, you called? You made the fucking appointment. Ma'am, ma'am. Porn is the only logs. time I've ever seen a TV repairman show up on time when they say they're going to show up on time. They're always like between six and five. And you're like, that's a fucking full day I have to wait yeah, for you. Yeah, that's a full. And then they don't even show up and they're like, oh, sorry, we missed you. I mean, that's that's a you thing. Like, why are you coming up saying that? That's why I do. You got to put the cat down. He living his own life, man. I don't I have no say in what he does. This is a distraction for the show. A little extra something, something. Because, you know, people have short attention. I'm just seeing a cat's ass every two minutes. Ass, 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 ass. All right. If you could think one thing that's been on your mind recently, what is it? One thing that's been on my mind. I mean, the, the main thing that's been on my mind recently is I, I put my two weeks in for my corporate job. What? Yeah, to do hot sauce full time. So that's hell yeah. Why aren't we talking about that, man? We just bullshitted <laughs> for an hour. We're we could have easily... having fun, bro. That's important news. That, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's scary, dude. I'm not going to lie. I'm like. Every day I'm always thinking about like, how am I going to pay mortgage? Like, but I got to stay optimistic and think that my hot sauce is going to actually like sell at all these events because I need it to sell. So it's not of, will they sell? It's like, I need it to, to work. Yeah. But it's, you know, I've been working 80 plus hours a week for almost two years now. And it's just it's so tired, dude. I'm, I'm like, I'm so exhausted. So I'm like, something's got to go. And I hate my corporate job. Like what it's become now, it's just, it, it was just, it was horrible. You know? Do you think it has the potential to be able my to business? satisfy your needs? Yeah. I think it, it does. I just need to finance better. Um, it's good sauce. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I've gotten a lot of compliments from letting my friends and all coworkers try it. I mean, you're the one sauce that everyone wants to keep in their fridge. So nice. Well, I, I gotta gotta send you some more whenever we're not. I would see if you send it to me, I can't eat it though. I have to just give. Oh it yeah, to, you were, yeah. You how are how how are you doing by the way? I'm doing deep and existential thought, but nothing about me. Um, seriously, though, but that's amazing. I had no idea, man. That's great news. I'm surprised you didn't start off with that. Oh, uh, well, I wanted to be not all about me, you know. I just got to we gotta just talk philosophy first before we get personal. <laughs> well, that's like a major life-changing event. And I mean, that fear of leaving a job to be able to, but I'm telling you, as much as you're feeling right now, like if you have anything, like I had my buddy Jason, when he quit his job the day of, I didn't want to record, but he wanted to talk and he wanted to record that moment. If you have anything that you're feeling right now, it's a great time to say it as 
and I'm not trying to like make you be vulnerable on a show, but I'm saying is that when you look back on it after it succeeds so much, which I know it's going to, because it has the potential as much as you might be skeptical on it. And you think that it might do it. I'm telling you it does. So when you look back on it, you're like, fuck, I can't believe I felt that way because that's like every morning when I was a kid going to school, I was always super nervous. And then it's like, I don't even think about that anymore. It's going to be the same thing for you when your thing starts being in, like, I mean, you have it in stores already. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's just one of those things, like, no matter what you're doing, it's a, any kind of big step you take in life. Like, you know, if you don't have some kind of uncertainty, you don't, it's, that's why I'm like, I'll question you be like, have you not thought about like what could potentially happen like hazard or like bad things? Like no one wants to think about it. But you got to be ready for it in case, you know, you don't want to be cut off guard if like something fails and I fall behind in mortgage or whatever. It's just like, what can I do to prepare myself for that? So it's just a lot of mentally preparing, um, just planning things out because a lot of people jump into it willy nilly. Like they don't plan it. Like if you can, that's awesome. Like good on you. I'm not that type of person. Like I need to have a, like a step-by-step um, situation and then kind of, work around that just to see, but as long as I have a nice baseline, um, you know, I, I can follow that and I'll be good. But yeah, uh, scared. I'm happy, excited. Finally get weekends. Well, my weekends are Mondays and Tuesdays now, which, uh, just be fine. You know, just, do you plan on making any moves like contacting agencies or restaurants to be able to put your sauce inside of their stores? Cause I mean, as oh yeah. A- as a business front, you don't really need that because you're just a hot sauce place or you're a hot sauce business, which you don't really – it's not mandatory you need your own store as much as it would be mandatory for a pizza shop. But if you're doing sauces, you should be connecting with businesses and grocery stores more than just the ones that you're in. Our, and I'm not trying to dismantle or bring down the fact that you're in a store already, but you know, expand it out, make the name more known. I mean, especially – when we talk about social media, as bad as it is, this is a great time for you to be able to market your things by putting up promotional ads and things and revenue for people to see your products. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm all, I'm all about that. Like I'm all, all for that. Yeah. I'm always talking to restaurants. Anytime we can do I a go, merch exchange. We can do a merch exchange. I do a daily show. You would think this be the best thing to advertise on. I have the hat, but I, I got a haircut. So it's like, if I wear the hat, I you, can't just, you got you gotta look fresh, man. You gotta, you gotta do that. You got a baseball tee on. I like those. I do. Does I, it, I does like it, them too. They didn't sell well. Does it not make you feel like you need to roll up your, your need to pull down your sleeve or roll it up? It feels like it's rolled up halfway. It, it's a three fourths sleeve. I know my OCD keeps saying it needs to be up or down. Pick a fucking lane. I know. I, know. I like to, when I'm at the market, I like to roll it up a little bit, but it's uh it didn't sell i have a bunch so what's your what's your size are you like a small medium large like this is a medium xl i knew it you're a big boy i'm not but <laughs> i like loose flowing clothing like this is yeah. an xl but I, I think it's shrunk in the wash so it came out to like a probably this is probably a medium i'm i'm 128 so i mean okay i mean i might have a another color shirt that's like a large that might fit that would probably fit if this I'm I'm 180 and a medium fits. I'm pretty sure a large would fit. Well, what type of fabric is it? It's 100% cotton, so it, it can shrink. So you just got to be careful when you wash it. I think I'm just not washing or drying my clothes properly. Because when if you're doing cotton, you don't want to have your dryer super hot. You want to have, have it on low. Oh, 
but I put it in there for an hour and 20. Oh, uh, that's a long time. Actually, no, wait, 60, uh, no, 260. So 120 minutes. I had a lot of clothes that's and it was still long wet. Time. It was damp. Oh God. Are you overloading it or something? Probably. That might be it. I like, like it's yeah. where you can't close the door and then you just shut it. <laughs> I, want, I want my machine just to feel like it's flinging around a rock in there. When I when I hear it just rattling back and forth <laughs> and moving <laughs> all around <laughs> the rock, yeah, I fucking love that. <laughs> I want it as a, as a bass when I'm playing my music. It's when I start LARPing and playing uh, Vietnam and then I just start <laughs> running around my house with the freaking dryer. <laughs> oh, knock it down. Blast some uh, Credence Clearwater Revival. We're in the trees. <laughs> But yeah, dude, I'm excited. It needs to be done. I need to do my own. I need to focus on my business if I want to grow. You know, I, I just gotta, I just I gotta fucking do it. You know, it's an all-in type of thing. Exactly. That's so. My takeaway for someone who wants to do that, like, just do it. You know, the quote. What do you mean that? Well, you mean the takeaway, like a message? Yeah, for people who like are want to do their own business or like yeah because you can only grow so much doing part-time yeah you know if you're if you're not fully delved into your craft like in, into your painting if you're not like diving fully into that it's just how far can you go with not with doing 50 percent? yeah so that that's just how i've been thinking about it or it's just like i need to give it my all if i really and i'm we're doing good with me doing uh working full-time then because grace quit her job a couple months ago uh to do this and we did really good this year like all honestly like compared to last year we we skyrocketed so if i'm able to put in full time i can only imagine um you know what we can achieve um definitely seeing it gonna take off man but i'm wishing you the best on it too thank you It'll be good. You know, we're the hot sauce community is super friendly. You know, any anyone is willing to help everyone. So if you're trying to do your hot sauce business and you want to help, please reach out to me. And because I, uh, I do like giving pointers to people who are starting their own hot sauce business. Yeah. Like, hey, because no one was there when I started. Well, I knew so, you from when you were at like 300 followers. Yeah. And I'm at almost 1300 now. So it's. We've done pretty good for ourselves. And you've known me since like 200 yeah. something episodes. Yeah. Now you're at 920. Was you just dropped that one? Yeah. That's, that's fucking intense. Like that's, that's a lot of fucking episodes, dude. I'm going to pollute the market. Yeah. Just flood it. Saturate it. Fucking mm, so everywhere you up. look is going to be my face with a laser beam shooting out of it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. That's you're, you're still, you know, staying relevant. You're getting a lot more people coming on. So you, you got something good going on. You got, get the good stuff. You just made it awkward. Thank you. I, was I, did all, I was just petting my cat. <laughs> he, was, he was looking mighty serene and I had to give him a good pet. But yeah, man, I'm glad that, that you're starting to do that, man. I know that's a scary endeavor, especially, but I think you build it up way more in your head than it actually is. And it's probably, it might suck for a little while. Just, understand that it's definitely a good decision because you have a good thing to it um anybody out there listening it's two angry cats.com you can look at and see josh's hot sauce 
Uh, Hot sour. Lots of amazing flavors on there. I do have to send you. Um, I started making cowboy candy, which is like, <laughs> have you never have you had cowboy candy? The fuck is cowboy candy? You it's, bite it and then you say yeehaw. Essentially, and you get yourself on your horse, you go wrangling. No, like it's a good uh, old Marlboro man smoking <laughs> a fucking cigarette. Mm, big old reds. Nah, cowboy candy is just pick. It's um, candied peppers, usually jalapenos. It's just like apple cider vinegar and sugar, and then whatever spices. Uh, I'm not using jalapenos. I'm using like a something hotter than a jalapeno. That's more of a sweet heat. So it's a candy. So you're just like put on your Italian subs. Pizza. It's a jalalalapeno. Halalala. Halalpeno. Hotter than no. hell jalapeno. It could be. It could be, but I'll send you. I'll send you a jar uh, when we start making it for the holidays. Those salts were amazing, though. Yeah, I haven't had time to make those. Like they were nice. Pain in the ass. They just take a while. They take like twenty four hours to do. I'm like, for for like three jars. I'm like, uh, that's a lot of work. For... That's what you should be doing instead of just worried about marketing. Make it your production easier. Yeah, I mean that's that's the plan. Um, now that I'm actually able to do it full time. I can, my production is about just because then I can spend literally from 5 a.m. until like 10 p.m. just cooking. And then just, uh, you know, just getting, getting stocked up because we're having issues where we're rubber banding. Like we do a lot and then we don't make anything and then we're out of sauce and then we make a yeah. whole bunch. So we're, we're doing a lot of that and that's kind of biting us in the butt. Um, so if I can just spend all day cook hundreds of boxes of sauces and then just be done with it uh that would be ideal baby steps yeah baby steps you know i'm not i'm not trying to rush it you know last thing i want is to get into some kind of financial debt and then i, I would just be screwed so one thing at a time well is there anything out there you want to let people know before we wrap it up um well people are real uh don't fuck with lizard people and just live a good life and that is the man from two angry cats you can find him there and be there or be square that's a terrible ending Hang on. that is that's two just... angry cats both cats have the meow damn it that's even worse that's, um that's just come out come down and let's get saucy get saucy okay let's get, get saucy sauce tails and sauce Soused. Soused. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's the first time I've ever been speechless, but thanks for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank. Stay tuned for next episode.